Shoegazing podcast is back. I am Jesper Ingevaldsson of Shoegazing.com, one of the leading blogs in the world on quality shoes. This is the 15th episode of the podcast after a few months of silence. Covid has prevented me from meeting people to interview for the podcast, something I prefer to do in person since both interviews and sound quality tend to be best that way. But with the current situation, with travel restrictions, etc. continuing, well, here we are with an episode recorded over distance. Sound quality isn't great, hope you can bear with that. I hope to be able to solve it in a better way going forward. In this episode we meet Leon Fan, who together with Kevin Lee founded the famous shoe store Medallion Shoes. Now with two huge brick and mortar stores in Beijing and Shanghai in China. They have sort of become the Chinese equivalent to the Isetan men's shoe department in Tokyo, Japan. In a way that is not only setting a big mark on the huge domestic market, but also internationally. This also goes for the fully handmade, ready-to-wear, made-to-order and bespoke brand Acme Shoemaker, where Leon Fan also is a co-founder. We, of course, talked a lot about medallion shoes and how they have worked to become so successful, but also about things like the Chinese classic quality shoe market in general and about the increasingly interesting field of quality shoe brands and shoemakers coming out of China. So enjoy the listen. All right, uh, Leon Fan of Medallion Shoes, uh, a warm welcome to the Shoegazing Podcast. Thank you, Jesper, for giving give us a chance to to having this event. Uh, really appreciate that. Yeah, we're very happy to have you. I mean, uh, this is the first uh, uh, distance recorded uh, podcast uh, interview, so but I hope uh, hope it will turn out well with uh, sound quality and all that. Um, yeah. But. Just to start for, um, I mean, Medallion Shoes has become one of the most renowned quality shoe stores in the world, uh, rather quick, I'd say. Uh, how, how did it all start? Um, actually, it was back to like uh, uh, 2007, uh, 2013, uh, when Kevin started, you know, the predecessor of Medallion uh, in his living room. And then... Um, after that, uh, you know, I just made a first purchase of uh, a bar shoes, a pair of bar shoes from Kevin, which is, I still remember, it is an Italian Oxford. And I, um, then I joined the practices. Um, so in, after, then after two years in 2015, uh, we think uh, we should have a, you know, kind of a formal businesses because that's, you know, this is the, the area we think we are passionate about and, and we think have a bright future. Um, and then uh, in, I think, it, as I said, in, in 2015, we started the company uh, and then we, you know, connected with the shoemakers in, in Europe, uh, which we uh, knew for years. And then we paid, a, uh, paid for a visit. Um, I remember the first four brand we carried uh, from 2015 is Bosch, definitely Bosch, uh, as well as Paolo Scafola, Antonio Macariello, and uh, Riccardo Pastetti, who was uh, back in 2015. And, and after that, uh, we, we're keeping, you know, with the journey, and now we have, uh, you know, a lot of shoe brands, I think around 15 to 
16 shoe brands as well as uh, uh, you know uh, accessories, menswears, uh, you know, accompanying uh, uh, you know to, to to make our customer happy. Yeah. So, for, for those who don't know about medallion shoes, uh, how would you describe it? Uh, I think we are not just we are more than a you know multi-brand um, you know shoe a gentleman's shoe store. We are actually we, we literally think we are a um, kind of a lifestyle um, you know consultant for for the mainly for the Chinese uh, customer. Uh, we just as I said uh, we have like uh, 15 different shoe brands carry. And you know each of the model are handpicked. You know we, we carefully choose you know the model uh, which we think you know our customer will like, and and also that is the, is the classic model of this, you know definite shoe brands. Um, so I think altogether we have more than two hundred different models uh, in stock, and that's like uh, over three thousand five hundred pairs of shoes in our stock. That's a heavy stock. But we think uh, it's 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 important to have this stock to entertain our client, right? Uh, because you know, for the Chinese customer, it is quite important to uh, you know, give them a chance to, uh, I mean, to, to experience what is the you know all different kinds of shoes, right? Uh, in we are covering not just you know the formal and special events, but also you know the daily and casual. Uh, occasions for for our customer, and we offer uh, great uh, variety to our customers, so then they can you know, create their own you know uh, style for you know for the for the outlook, um, and and it's it's an all around kind of experience, and at the same time we are you know uh, focusing on you know the communication with our client and to receive their feedback. Uh, the good thing, pros and cons of different products, and what they what they are expecting to have in medallion, and sometimes um, you know questions like, uh, can you just just give me something to buy for my girlfriend, you know that kind of stuff, and, and we are trying to understand clients' needs and get whatever we can um, to to make them happy. So um, we are. As I said, a kind of uh, you know advisor um, for our customer, but uh, it it all starts from the shoes. Mm. And as I said, you know the accessories, menswear, they are just carefully picked for match with the shoes. Uh, we don't want to uh, you know make ourselves you know focusing on too much things, right? We just focusing on shoes, and based on that, uh, we, we we try as much as we can to 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 satisfy. You know the, the customer. Yeah, because I mean, what's is the most striking? Obviously, is the the size of the stores and uh, uh, as you mentioned, the huge amount of shoes that you have. Because uh, now, now there's there's two shops uh, in one in Shanghai and one in Beijing, right? Uh, yeah. How, how big Shanghai are they? What's this? What's the square meters space um, of the stores? In Shanghai is about. In Shanghai is about. Um, 280 square meters, 280 square meters. In Beijing, is similar because we just moved to a new new place, yeah. which is a uh, is, is a high-end shopping mall. It's about 240 square meters. Yeah. Uh, in Beijing, uh, 
uh, similar size but different style because in Shanghai we are in a, a, a very old school a shipyard um, um, with you know fancy it's it's a lot like a look like a mall right it's just like an <laughs> art center yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, we, we are trying to but you know the style of the shop uh, we are trying to uh, make it look consistent um, and so that you know uh, the customer will feel yeah you know they are you know, the same they are medallion store right? yeah, yeah. Who, who are the typical customers at medallion shoes would you say um, I would say like uh, because as I said we cover you know uh, you know our you know I mean our, our you know we covered you know different brands starting from entry level like uh, TLB, Camina, Chani uh, to uh, Girling, St. Crispin's, uh, Acme, that kind of shoes. So I think our customers starting from you know the young graduates uh, who is getting to you know started uh, their career as well as you know the rich businessmen um, who you know want to you know choose the fancy shoes uh, for themselves uh, for, for kind of uh, you know events so um, but but all of them they I think most of our customer they just wanna mm, they, they already experience a lot of you know luxury brands right they, they want to try something special uh, Stylish, iconic, uh, with good quality, good looking, um, but um, just make them, you know, looks unique and special. Yeah. I would say, but and at the same time, I think uh, they just want to create their own lifestyle. As I said, a different outfit, you know, for themselves. Uh, that's basically, you know, uh, the identity of uh, Medallion's client. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, what's the key to the success of medallion would you say I think uh, first thing is our passion uh, to doing this business um, you know shoe business is it's it's very complicated and uh, it's not an easy business right um, no, really. but, but you know both Kevin and I are, are shoe maniacs we love shoes we, we do love you know to spend time on you know selecting the models as i mentioned you know 50 different brands each and every model are handpicked by us and we do spend a lot of time to adjust the last uh, and models uh, uh, and have that kind of uh, discussion with the shoemaker because you know the uh, chinese customer's uh, foot is different from what you have in europe right so it's quite important uh, for us to make sure the model we choose for our customer is what they want and of course you know the as well you know the leather the styling you know a lot of things you need to consider so that's a very tedious work right and um, you, you you will spend a lot of time on that uh, that's the first thing and another thing is that we uh, I think we, we spend all of our time on thinking about, you know, how to make our customer happy. Uh, it's not just the product, right? Uh, you, are, you need to think about the services as well as the, you know, personal experience your client will have in your store. No matter, and also, you know, not, not just offline, but also online because we, we start our business from online, right? So uh, you will receive, uh, you know, different kind of questions if you you are facing 
a potential client uh, which don't have much experience of, of handcraft issues, right? They will throw out, throw out that kind of questions to you. You need to handle it, you know, carefully and then bring it to your stores and let them feel the shoes. So there is a lot of, uh, you know, procedures you need to fine tune uh, when, when, if you are trying to, you know, attract new and potential customers and also the staff, right? We, we keep um, training our staff to let them understand um, what, what the, you know, the brands we carry. And the most important thing is that I think all of the staff here in Medallion, they are not just our staff. They are, you know, shoe lovers and they love everything we have here. And they just personal experience, they have personal experience of all the products we have. They're wearing, you know, the jackets, shoes, trousers, all medallion products. So everyone is really, really proud of this. So I think, um, I would not say success, but we, I think we are on the right track uh, to, you know, make the businesses uh, um, successful, I would say. Yeah. yeah. What's been the main challenges, would you say? I would say um, it's the customer experience. Uh, maybe, you know, you will have this if you know, I think you know the Chinese customer is somehow different from uh, you know the uh, foreign customers uh, because uh, you know they, they just receive too many messages um, at the same times, right? Uh, they keep changing the focus. So how you attract, how to make a medallion attractive in Chinese customers' eyes is really tough for us. And actually, we think about this question every day. As I just mentioned, you, you need to think about the product, the service, client experience, shop, staff, uh, the entire service procedures, you know, each and everything, uh, you have to keep it on mind. Um, and uh, I think that that's the key. If you stop thinking about this for, let's say, six months, and you will pay for it. Hmm. And that's, you know, our experience in the past six years. Hmm. Uh, you're also involved in uh, Acme Shoes. Uh, can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, Acme, I think it's an, uh, it's an interesting, very interesting experiment we have. Uh, actually, it all started from, you know, the question you just mentioned. Um, because uh, with the business going on, a lot of customer is asking for bespoke services. And, you know, can you make the personal shoes for me for a special event? But you know, at that time, for a lot of reasons, we just we just barely, you know, uh, we could we, we just couldn't provide that kind of services. Um, so we think about it. We started to think about this uh, back to uh, 2019, 2019, uh, because uh, we are in the businesses. Uh, we knew a lot of uh, you know Chinese shoemakers. And um, they have a lot of skills uh, and spend like uh, 20 plus years in the business and making making the shoes. So um, that's that's you know all the start from uh, from Acme. And after that, uh, we are thinking that uh, what about you know gathering you know a group of uh, highly skilled craftsmen and uh, just making a kind of, uh, you know, handcrafted, you know, top-notch handcrafted uh, shoe brands. Um, and that idea comes about, you know, two years ago, two years ago. Um, 
but you need to do a lot of things, right? Uh, the preparation, the time of preparation, and uh, uh, how to make the business successful is a is a is a, actually a lot of different obstacles uh, during the processes. But uh, yeah, and you know, the COVID is uh, is another yeah. know, big problem for <laughs> us. But anyway, we just you know. Uh, just get the ball rolling. Yeah, because um, I still it must have been. It seems like it's been going very well. That it has it surpassed your expectations. Um, actually, I think uh, I would say it's it, currently it's, it's on the right track uh, because um, we we do receive. I mean, Acme do receive a lot of uh, you know feedback from um, from the customer all over the world. Up to now, we sold like uh, Acme sold about 300 pairs, uh, more than 50 percent, you know, from uh, overseas customers. Yeah, okay. Uh, which is good for us. We do receive a lot of feedbacks, and the good thing is that you know all the efforts we made before, you know, worse because uh, uh, I think we we receive very positive feedback on the on the fitting of the shoes, as well as you know different lasts and models. Uh, which is good. Uh, of course, we, we still need to improve a lot in different things, um, but uh, with a bunch of uh, currently, Acme has uh, like uh, 15 highly skilled you know workers. They work together. Each and every you know workers they focus on uh, one different step. But uh, we are trying to organize them uh, in a in in a in a in a in a very good way. So that um, they can present, you know, their own best, but still consider, you know, the shoes as a whole. Um, mm. So I think that thing is that we are uh, just give the Acme the opportunity, to not just focusing on, you know, some specific styles, specific models, specific techniques, but we are mixing all these things together, right? So create a huge variety for a customer if he has his own idea. Can create whatever he wants, um, you know, uh, with Acme. So, uh, but it's just the starting point. Uh, we we hope that uh, um, in a, if we just uh, keep on you know working on you know improving everything, um, probably in the next one or two years it will getting better for mm. Acme. Cool. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, broaden that perspective a bit and. Uh, Uh, how would you describe the development of the interest in classic wealthy footwear in China? Go back, say, 20 years or so. Back to 20, 15 years ago, a lot of uh, you know uh, Chinese young men they just travel abroad to have education in Europe and UK, um, US. Uh, when they come back, uh, they they like uh, you know classic wealthy shoes. So uh, the, the demand is is always there, right. but I would say that you know the market is uh, it's just growing steadily, mm. growing steadily, and with the you know personal consumption just keep growing, as well as the you know huge population here in China. So you you when you consider these two things together, you will see you know the market, uh, the potentials of the market is big, but the key thing is that. How to how to find these customers and bring them up? I mean, when, as I said, when the young man they just graduated, 
they started at the entry level, right? Uh, but if they knew Medallion, they was they will know. They can tell that TLB Kamina Chani is is the best choice they can have at a price range. But the key thing is that you need to find these customer uh, to um, to be your in the loop, right? That that's the key things. And uh, at the same time, a lot of customers, they knew luxury brands, the big brands, right? Yeah. Uh, they pay uh, they pay a lot for the shoes. But in terms of the quality, actually, you know, they don't have to, they just get a lot of messages at the same time, right? And they cannot make the, you know, you know the right choices, I would say. So uh, it's very important to deliver this message to certain channels, to these customers. Um, so that they can uh, try, you know, classic handwork shoes. Yeah. Because mm. is it correct that the boom for classic shoes has come a bit later in China than in some other parts of the world? Yes, I would say that. I would say that it will take a lot of time to uh, to uh, have a bigger market. And I think the um, the needs of Chinese customer is highly diversified. It's highly diversified. For example, like uh, black Oxford shoes. If you look into the data of Medallion's shoes uh, of past five years, you will see that the portion the portion of black shoes is at a it's I will not say very low, but relatively low level. Mm -hmm, yeah. Definitely lower than Japan and Europe. But, yeah, because it's the best um, seller for most brands. Uh, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but you know the you know the non-black uh, collections as well as uh, non-formal collection like say Derby, um, non-Oxford shoes, you know that kind of sales is I think is higher. Yeah, so um, I think in China, for Medallion's clients, over eighty percent of uh, you know our clients, they don't wear you know formal suits just like me. Uh, yeah. in their daily life, right? They, they wear jeans, blazers, jackets, that kind of things. But they still need fancy shoes. Mm. So it's quite important to, to understand their needs, right? And so that they can match the shoes with their you know, outfit. That's the most important thing you know, for our businesses, right? If you just, uh, you know, bringing a lot of formal shoes and tell them that this is good because it looks great, but uh, they don't have any occasion to try these shoes unless they are, you know, joining a wedding, right? But that's um, that that's not the key part, right? So I think um, it's 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 quite important to to find the you know the right spot of your customer um, and, and and understand uh, what is the typical needs uh, in daily life, and then uh, they will just make the right choice. Yeah. But would you say it's still growing? It's going upwards. Uh, the interest in classic shoes. Yes, yes. As I said, because the uh, the population is huge, right? Mm, yeah. Um, and you know the you know people are thinking about well being, right? Uh, they want to you know make themselves look good. That's the most important thing. Um, yeah. Um, but you know the ranking in China, if you you know the consumption, first thing is uh, I think is children. Second women uh, last but not least dog 
and uh, man is the is the last choice. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, below the dog. But, but, but with yeah, below the dog. But with huge population, you will always find uh, you know the, the you know the customer with a huge base. So as I said, the key thing is how to identify these customers and bringing uh, and bring them in and uh, you know uh, become your customer. That's the yeah. that, that's the key part of the business. How big uh, can it become? <laughs> it's a rather wide question, but yeah. Uh, for us, I think for Medallion, currently we sold about mm, 4,500 pairs um, last year. Right? We think um, we could achieve um, like uh, 20,000, 30,000. That's not a big number, right? It's just, uh, I, I'm, I'm not talking about a big number. But uh, it could be achieved if we, you know, manage to get in, you know, more customer in a in a most efficient way. It's just for us, but for the entire market, I think it's big. It's, mm. it's much bigger than that 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 figure. You, you mentioned that it's um, you sell quite a lot of also casual shoes, but uh, would you say that it's increasing uh, the casual trend in China uh, as we sort of see in Europe and the US? Yeah, yes, I think it's the trend is increasing, but uh, mm, for example, like sneakers, we have a, a lot of demand here in sneakers and we carry, you know, sneakers for different brands, but uh, I think there is a lot of touches in sneakers to, to make it, uh, to make it look special. Uh, and, you know, a lot of customers like loafers. Yeah. Uh, loafer with different style uh, that's another trend um, uh, we, we managed to create uh, different loafers for different occasions you know with different brands uh, which is also a very successful you know experience for us um, but I think it's it, you know the it's um, it's highly diversified you know demand you know from from different you know customer group mm. Uh, different people want different things, so uh, you cannot just you know focusing on one direction. Let's say if you want a complete casual, but without you, you change everything you know to casual, that there will be a problem. But we just want to have you know different touches uh, for different occasions to meet uh, people's demand, right? Mm. And. I mean, today all brands want to get their foot in, uh, to the Chinese market. Uh, what would you say is needed to succeed for a European or Japanese or US brands, for example? I think the key thing is that you need to understand, you know, what the Chinese customer wants. Uh, as I mentioned uh, before, because uh, I think we don't have the legacy here of uh, you know classic well, shoes right for example in Europe when a young man want to choose you know the first pair of shoes he will in most cases he will follow the type I mean follow the choice by his parents right his father his grandfather let's say they choose a pair of ABC shoes and without any doubt they will just make their first choice like that right but for Chinese customers they don't have that legacy they starting from, uh, okay, I want this kind of shoes. So he is trying to gather all this information online mm. and offline from his friends. And then he just make his decision uh, by own judgment. 
yeah. I would say that is very subjective. But for a foreign brand, you need to think about what is the right spot. Uh, I mean, I mean, your product spot uh, to the customer, uh, as well as uh, how can you just compare with your competitors here in China? Because a lot of brands carry business here in China, right? I would say during that time, uh, maybe Medallion is the right uh, you know parties to, to work with because we know our customers' needs. Although we carry like uh, 15 different brands, but it's not a problem for us, right? We we can always find the right spot for our customer, uh, you know, for different kind of shoes. So, who would you say is the are the main competitors to Medallion in China today? Um, we don't think actually we don't think we have uh, you know kind of a major competitors uh, because a lot of brands uh, we carried uh, they have their own they have another you know retailer here in China in Shanghai and Beijing or other part of the city but in terms of the turnover I think uh, they are not at our level um, I would say they were a kind of a just you know multi-brand store right mm. they are not just focusing on shoes they, they also carry you know menswear suits they are um, just a kind of a buyer's job right but we are just professionals focusing on shoes uh, and I think the customer experience we provided to our client is, is totally different from other brands yeah mm. and if we look at the manufacturing of uh, quality welted shoes in China uh, and again going back in time a bit uh, how has things changed would you say uh, I would say the quality of Chinese you know, made in China shoes is getting much better getting much better these days because uh, uh, you know a lot of you know shoemaker Chinese shoemakers they train uh, in Europe uh, going back to China you know joining you know, different you know businesses run by different uh, companies right so uh, uh, the quality is, is getting much better and the styling is better too but there is no I would say there is no um, competitive advantages in terms of uh, I mean the price uh, quality material everything because you know the world is flat right and the cost uh, of running a shoe company here in China is very high I will not say uh, it is cheap anymore so uh, which is a good thing, you know, for the foreign brands, right? Because um, I think uh, Chinese customer now understand. I think most of uh, you know Medallion's customer uh, understand. Uh, you know, you get what you pay, right? Uh, so if you pay a you know two hundred euro for a pair of shoes, you cannot compare it to four hundred uh, euro a pair, mm. right? So uh, this is very clear, um, you know, to me if you compare it to like uh, the business uh, back to five years ago because yeah. mm. uh, today my experience being a european is that the made in china it doesn't have the bad ring to it anymore here uh, how is it seen by the chinese people um i, I think more and more chinese customers they like chinese shoes uh, I, especially, you know, for the shoes under the price tag under, let's say, two hundred and fifty euros, and you, you you do see a lot of, you know, 
new choices for you know made in China shoes with relatively good quality, stylish, you know everything. So I think uh, you know the market, you know under 250 uh, euro is dominated by um, you know traditional uh, Chinese shoemakers as well as the new shoemakers joining to the business with you know better quality, uh, uh, but also you know a higher prices. Um, that's what I see uh, here in the market. But if the price goes up to like uh, uh, 350 euros, uh, then the choice uh, is, you know, you have much more choices, right? Um, you know, different, you know, foreign brands uh, in the market. And also with some, you know, Chinese shoemaking, shoemakers uh, products. Um, and then at that time, you know, they are, you know, I mean, the customer will have a lot of choices for that. Yeah, because I, I mean, what I think is that it's still you still get a lot of value for your money buying Chinese made shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would say that probably you know uh, more and more Chinese shoemaker were getting into the area where you know Acme is doing at this moment. Um, but it it all depending on you know how you run the businesses. What is your vision of the businesses, right? How you uh, you know trying to attract your customer? That's a lot of things to think about. Not just making shoes uh, without looking you know out of the uh, looking at the sky. So it's mm. uh, I would say it's 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 a, it's not an easy businesses. But uh, you would I would say there is a lot of you know the variety in the in the market here in China of, you know, hand uh, welted, you know, classic shoes um, will be very interesting, yeah. Hmm. I know what one can see being criticized a bit is that Chinese makers uh, quite often copy famous European or Japanese brands, that they sort of lack their own identity uh, to a certain extent. Uh, what do you say about that? Um, I would say that because you know people like good things, right? Um, it's just um, like uh, I would say, you know, for different, for a, a identi identical, you know, models of one shoe brands. Um, everybody, you know, have kind of you know different interpretation of uh, of the of the shoes of the of these models, right? So. Um, you just you know go through that period but the key thing is that uh, if you just you know just follow that one and doing nothing just doing the copy being the copycat that's not good right but uh, if you just you know collect these ideas and uh, interpret it in, in your own way hmm. like uh, you know putting other stuff in and mix into it uh, I would still say that's a kind of uh, innovative way of you know creating you know new ideas and models uh, because at the end of the day uh, your customer will tell by themselves right yeah if they think uh, you have you know special stuff uh, in the product and they will buy it otherwise they will just uh, see it and say oh okay that's just a copycat I don't want it anymore so um, at the end of the day, you know, the market will tell, right? Um, if you do have a great product with great uh, design and your own touch of, uh, of, the, of, the, of the brand, and then 
uh, customer will make their own choices. Um, yeah, I, I would say that it's, it's not just uh, um, yeah because you know the because the green model everybody like green models, right? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that. So, how do you think the making of uh, wealthy footprint in China will develop the coming decade or so? Um, as I said, the market will getting bigger, but it will be, um, as I said, highly diversified, right? Uh, so, you should find the you know the right spot to get into the businesses. If you are new, completely new to the, to the Chinese market. Uh, for the existing player like a Medallion, we are trying to grab you know high quality customers as much as we can through different ways. For example, we are having uh, now we have two stores, right, Beijing and Shanghai. Actually, we plan to have you know one or two stores uh, in other part of China, let's say right. Western China, because the market there is huge. Um, mm. A lot of you know customer there request us to. to have a you know a, a brick and mortar store there to um, to attract you know more customer, and I think uh, it, it's important. But due to the COVID, we just stop it, stop the plan. But uh, we are thinking to have uh, new stores, uh, and then you, you we have to mix the you know the business uh, online offline in in, in in a more efficient way. Um, that's um, that's that's very important for us, and we are trying to, you know, run the businesses organically, online and offline, and uh, in it, and you know, just promote you know a couple of brands in a more systematic way, uh, so that you know the turnover could be you know doubled or tripled in the next uh, one or two years. Mm. Um, How much do you sell uh, online today? Uh, about one third of uh, you know our product turnover uh, was uh, sold online, especially in a special events like uh, Black Fridays. We have eleven uh, eleven November eleven. That figure is it is huge. So uh, I think that that it will keep that portion. It's like uh, one third um, online, uh, another seventy to. Uh, uh, 60 to 70% offline but with more and more stores there I don't know the pattern but probably we'll keep it like that yeah. mm. but that's the the thing that you are looking at the coming years now for Medallion to open new brick and mortar stores in other parts of China then yeah yeah definitely we want to do that and expand uh, our footprint uh, here in China Cool. And how, what about selling internationally? Uh, are you looking at increasing that? Um, at this moment, I think we, we do receive, uh, definitely for Acme, because as I just mentioned, 50% of Acme yeah. you know, sells it to you know, overseas customers. Uh, I think we will just keep it like that. Uh, but the turnover, I mean, the um, Acme is, we, we cannot have kind of very uh, productive volume for Acme, right? Uh, what we are thinking is like, uh, at, at this stage, probably, you know, um, like uh, 700 pairs to, at mo- 700 pairs, 800 pairs at most. Uh, I will not say, other, other than that, you will just compromise, you know, the, the quality. Uh, 
of the of the shoot, right? Because we, we only, you know, we manage the business in that in that way. It's not a massive production, but uh, except for Acme, I think we we are focusing on, um, you know, Chinese market. Yeah. Uh, because that's the that's where, where we live, right? Uh, of course, we, we do have uh, you know overseas orders for a couple of uh, you know foreign shoemakers. Uh, yeah, because you have some yeah, special makeups that you can't find anywhere else. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, but but that's, but that's not the key part of our business. We are just yeah. focusing on on the market here in China because this mm. one is 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 really big enough for us to uh, <laughs> yeah to do. Can't complain on right? size yeah. there. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Leon Fan of Medallion Shoes. Thank you very much for being part of the Shoegazing podcast. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Jasper, for giving me the opportunity to have a chat with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Shoegazing podcast. For much more on classic shoes, visit shoegazing.com. The Shoegazing Podcast will be back with a new episode in a short while, so hear you again soon.